So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Yo, yo, what's going on, my man? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here and really glad you've tuned in. We're going to talk about, uh, look, just some of the hard-hitting questions that circulate through your brain, I would say, in general in this thing called life. But certainly, if you've had any issues with sexual sin, misbehavior, porn addiction, etc. And so we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, Before I do that, I want to just really quickly let you know, we have a few spots left in our coaching program still, and so I'm looking for four guys right now who do want to quit porn in the year 2024. You're looking for some expert-level help uh, in a comprehensive package, and you have some finances that you're able to invest in that. If that's something that you're interested in, uh, you can click the book a call link. We still have a 20% discount in January for these available slots. Once we reach capacity, unfortunately, um, then it's it's all over. <laughs> uh, the, the discount's over. It's not all over. Um, and then whenever we have slots open up again, you know, we're just back to our normal, normal pricing structure. So um, I would love for you guys to get a spot if you're still seriously considering it. And like I said, they're going quickly. Uh, they filled up like, like kind of wildfire. So this is your chance to do it now while the spots are available. Okay, let's jump into it. Uh, let's talk about how do you know if you're worthy of God's love? So look, I, I don't know about you. Um, this is a question that circulated through my brain often during my struggle with pornography. And I'll tell you why. Um, I, I, I grew up with a performance paradigm. And what that meant was that the better I performed, the more valuable I was as a person. And in the world, that makes sense. You know, you have maybe some economic value based on your performance, your skill set, what you're able to bring to the table. And people like you more, people give you more opportunity, they treat you better if you have more economic value. In the kingdom of God, your value is completely separate from your behavior. And this is a very difficult concept to internalize at a heart level for somebody who struggles with sexual sin because the earthly paradigms would suggest that because we have sinned and fallen short, we are less worthy or less valuable. And with that paradigm, the only solution to feeling valuable is to perform by the rules, right? It's to perform appropriately. And as we know, it just doesn't work, you know, because no matter how hard you try to be good enough, it just seems like there's always something that you're doing wrong or something you could be doing better, et cetera, et cetera. So I know for me, I ask this question a lot during my struggle. And it's not like because I'm clean of porn, I'm 100% confident in God's love towards me. You know, I, I'm a flawed human. I have my imperfections. I have my things I'm working through. And so I definitely still work through this now. But this thing was like on, you know, level 12 during my addiction because every time I failed, I felt like I was unworthy. 
So the question we're answering today is how do you know if you are worthy? What is it that makes you worthy? And what we specifically want to ask is how do we convert head knowledge information of God loves you unconditionally and you're loved no matter what and the kingdom of God says that your value is apart from your behavior into something that actually resonates at a heart level so much so that the way we think, the way we perceive, and the way we behave is impacted. One of my teachers in ministry school made this profound point. Um, he is a, he's a clinical psychologist, 30 plus years of experience, and specialized in helping Christian leaders, primarily pastors, work through affairs, marital challenges. You know, he was he was the guy who got the call when more high-level pastors would have failures and that kind of thing. So he, he was really knowledgeable, and, and he often would talk about how it doesn't matter how prominent you are, it doesn't matter how prolific you are, childhood is where a lot of things stem. It's a lot, where a lot of things end and begin. And uh, he talked about this concept called imprinting, okay? Imprinting is the, the idea of imprinting is that when you are young, a, a template um, or, you know, what psychologists would call an imprint is formed by the experiences that you have, your first and early childhood experiences. So a classic example is a kid, a toddler runs to his mom, he's seeking comfort because maybe he's afraid or he's injured, he puts his arm in the air and let's say that the mom is busy, maybe she has a newborn so her hands are full and she can't pick him up. Well, an imprint gets formed in that toddler's mind that says, I have to find comfort another way apart from mommy. That imprint becomes sort of a foundation that further experiences are built on, you know, and, and you can imagine how a, a belief system at such a young age can be reinforced, you know, it can be furthered, it can be deepened, and if the belief system is problematic, you know, as in it's not built on something that's true, it can really wreak havoc later on in life. What forms the imprint? An experience. And so if, if we have negative or damaging experiences that have formed imprints and that have caused us to live or behave a certain way, what is it that would change an imprint? What is it that could reverse the effects of those negative experiences and convert them into something positive? An experience, right? If an experience forms the imprint, imprint, then an experience is what breaks the imprint. And, and I don't have a better answer for you other than to say that you must experience the love of God. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to experience? Let's talk about that a little bit. We were, we were having a conversation with some friends, um, some, well, my, my sister's, sorry, my uh, wife's cousin, my sister's cousin, that's a, that's a funny statement. My, my wife's cousin, we were having a conversation about how Shaloma and I really don't buy gifts for each other, um, especially around Christmas time. We, we choose to put money towards experiences, whether it's a couple's massage or it's a spa or they're not always relaxing stuff, but you know, a, a getaway or whatever it might be. That's kind of more what we've opted for. And we're talking about the value of experiences. So what, what is it that makes it an experience? Well, it's, um, it engages the senses right? Um, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't require words. 
interesting thing to think about. Doesn't require words. Um, an experience is uh, consuming, encompassing. Um, it's described later, right? You know, if you think about if you go to a concert and you watch your favorite band play, that's an experience. But you don't have words to describe those moments. You you don't need to because you're just enjoying the moment. You talk about it after. So what does it mean to experience the love of God? Well, it's not just reading your Bible, although you should read your Bible, and that does create the foundation for these kinds of experiences, or to use more charismatic language, an encounter. L let me give you a, maybe a better client example. You know, I remember walking a client through some inner child stuff. Uh, this was probably a year and a half ago. This is a very successful guy. Uh, had climbed the ranks in, uh, in the tech industry married kind of poster child family within his church community, three beautiful kids, very athletic, super adventurous. These guys went on ski trips and hunting and, you know, really cool, cool mixture of suburbia and kind of more rural, raw living. And, um, and when we got into um, some of his earliest memories, he can just remember never feeling good enough for his dad. And so, when you go into a memory like that, you say, you know, okay, here's a memory. He said, yeah, I remember this. I can remember my dad said this. He didn't mean it the way I perceived it, but, you know, it, I can't change the fact that I didn't feel good enough. So then what we would ask is, okay, well, um, well, you know, what, what, would, what would that little boy, what does he need to hear? What does he need to hear? Um, you, there's different ways to do this. You could even say, you know, um, where's Jesus in this memory? Can you find Jesus? What's Jesus saying? What's he doing? Um, when it comes to experiencing God's love, that those are those are those kinds of moments that can be really powerful. Now that's a little more clinical, you know, a little bit more of a, of a kind of psychotherapeutic approach. Although it's not it's not psychotherapy, just to be crystal clear uh, from a legal perspective here. Um, but maybe uh, let me maybe I'll slice this a different way. Um, you know, uh, one thing we like to ask people often is, when was the first time that you felt this way? First time you experienced it. And we'll go back into a memory and we'll ask, okay, well, what's God doing in this memory? Where's God? And boom, there's God. And it's like, oh, you know, my, my teacher is yelling at me, but I see God is standing in front of me with a shield and he's protecting me. Now, is that an experience of God's love? Well, yeah, it is, right? It engages, it's engaging the senses. Um, there's a component of imagination that's required. I, I realize that. And, and it's, it's not that it's fabricated, but I think the Holy Spirit can work that way to to translate these experiences into something that's meaningful and an actual experience of God's love. Um, another another great example is uh, and another great way, and this is this is where I'll land the episode for today. If you want to really experience God's love, look for it amidst your mistakes. Like if you're like me and you kind of struggle with performance thinking and a performance mentality. Um, when you succeed, it's going to be easy for you to find that feeling of love and good, feeling good enough and being worthy. But I would challenge you, it's, it's when you make a mistake, it's when you fall short, can you, can you regain that same level of consciousness of God's love for you? Because if you can do that, then you have something really powerful. That's when you can start to experience God's love. And, and maybe... Maybe experiencing God's love in those moments is just, it's literally just pausing. It's taking a breath. Oh, Lord, I just remind myself, you love me just the same. Uh, we talked about mirror therapy uh, earlier this month. You know, maybe it's when you get, that's when you get in front of the mirror and you start speaking life over yourself. 
it can look different. But but what I want to encourage you to do is if you feel like you're struggling to feel worthy of God's love, if you don't think if you think God can never love someone like you, if you want to really really walk in the, the biblical love of God that we see recorded and displayed throughout scripture, you're going to have to do something different. Something that might be stretching for you, but something that would be totally worthwhile. Uh, this is a major subject. Maybe we'll, we'll do some more about this because I can. Uh, I, I feel like I had some more thoughts that I didn't get to get to cram in here today. So we'll leave it there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you. And again, if you want one of those uh, last four spots that we have left, uh, make sure that you click the link in the show notes to book a call with our team. We'd love to sit down and see if we can help you. God bless. Stay clean. We'll talk soon. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.